This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3651 for Monday, the 1st of August, 2022. Today's show is entitled HPR Community News for July 2022. It is part of the series HPR Community News. It is hosted by HPR volunteers and is about 49 minutes long. It carries an explicit flag. The summary is HPR volunteers talk about shows released and comments posted in July 2022. Hi everybody, my name is Ken Fallon and you're listening to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. This is the Community News for July 2022. Joining me this evening is, as ever... Hello, Dave Morris here. That's it, just the two of us. We switched from Saturday to Sunday today. Thank you very much, Dave, because I have quite a bit going on here at the moment. Uh, HPR Community News is a show that we do every month, we being the two janitors. Anybody else is uh, more than welcome to join. And we basically go through all the shows that have been on in the last month, welcome new hosts and chat about anything else that's been on the main list that you've uh, if you have missed it or anything else that's come up. So as tradition dictates, can you introduce the new hosts? Give them their <laughs> broom of office. <laughs> yes, indeed, we have two. Two. Excellent. Content. Oh, oh, it's wonderful. We have Bin RC and we have Celeste. So we'll be coming on to their shows uh, as we go through the, the month's shows. Okay, so uh, the first show that we had was a hookah travel series, open to anybody who wants to do it, but uh, these are some very good shows. Starting off with the basics, planning an RV trip. Yeah, fascinating, fascinating. It's a, it's not a thing that people do quite the same level in UK, as far as I'm aware, so it's interesting to hear about. Yeah, it's uh, my brother did... Uh, um, a thing where uh, he flew, he drove in an RV himself and a mate uh, was with the US forces in, in around uh, where he lives and they wanted to do the RV trip so they did an RV trip right across the, the US and uh, when they got to the to, from, to the west coast there was that volcano thing so they got an extra two oh, weeks no. courtesy of uh, St. Helens. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> and uh, air, oh, is it not early? Uh, the British Airways paid their additional costs, so they had a full <laughs> an extra two weeks. So they went from up to Seattle, the whole way down to uh, to LA. Wow! So they did uh, cross country and north south. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anywho, that, that must be great. It's on my anyway, list. yes. Listening to uh, to hookah stuff, I think it's it's great. Get insights into the stuff that uh, that goes on. It's fantastic. So he not wanting to waffle on about for hours on the show, but okay. <laughs> Brian and Ohio comments. Enjoy the show. I enjoyed the show. I hope you put some pictures of your camper in future episodes. Also, I wonder if you might try some open source tools in future trips side by side to see how they compare with Google's offerings. 
that Kevin O'Brien says, photos, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Brian. First few episodes are about my planning process and there are no photos involved other than screenshots on the accompanying webpage, which is always linked in the show notes. And yes, I can vouch for that. Um, in later episodes, when I talk about the trip itself, the accompanying webpage will also have links to photos on my Flickr account. So far, I've not encountered any open source apps for RV trip planning. Maybe out there, I just haven't found them yet. Excellent. The next show was Community News. No comments. Moving on to the next show. Uh, Programming 101. There was one comment by, uh, by the way, this was a beginner's introduction to web scraping in Python by TLAT2. And some guy on the internet says, thank you. I've wanted to learn how to web scrape because a government regulation I need is posted online. But if you want an offline copy, they force you to purchase a physical book from a third party rather than purchase a digital copy in EPUB or PDF. The regulation changes often and you have to purchase the entire book rather than just the changes. I'm going to brick a pie a few times to learn web scraping, then generate my own digital copy. Thanks again. And if anyone <laughs> can do that, I'm sure it's... Uh, some guy on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has great determination, this this guy <laughs> on the internet. So, yeah, I'd be fascinated to hear how he gets on. Uh, the next one is Collective History of Raid Controller Brands. And this is like a mini-series that uh, JWP, who I think works in that sector, uh, has done. And I am finding this interesting because there was a time I used to read all the, you know, Byte magazine and whatever, and now I don't care as much <laughs> same here yes yes yeah. it's good to have an insight isn't it yeah yeah absolutely it was, it was entitled raid but i didn't hear much about raid or at least I, my notes said where was the raid stuff but still the ram and rom stuff he was talking about was very interesting yeah stuff i did not know at all so i'm no. happy uh bringing to an uh Bringing to an end, I think, uh, the series on pecs and plumbing. Um, this is one I've been able to share and work as well. Mm, very good. And there's one comment from DNT who says, a hacker's plumbing system. This is a great series. Thanks for putting it together. This episode in particular, I think, will be a reference over the years with all the tips not to ruin your own day. Very, very good. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. That's, uh, uh, he, um, I know he was a little bit nervous about putting forward such a, a series um, in the first stages, but, boy, was this a, was this a good one. I yeah, this very a popular. And mm. it's also one that I have, whenever I do get time, one of my, uh, one of the lists things to do is add some um, hose pipe to the garden and I'm going to need to join into pe- uh, the pecs that they've run over. So, <laughs> aha! There you go. I shall be using this. <laughs> no, it's good. This is exactly, is it of interest to hackers? Absolutely, yes. I, I would say so. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not in the traditional computer programming sense but but just in the the work de- dealing with the world as a hacker is is a fascinating subject yeah, so yeah exactly. anything on that, that on that subject would be great yeah. and i mean we use the word hacker here in hacker public radio but you know you can also use the word maker so we're on that end of the spectrum is this a maker thing to do absolutely mm-hmm. um you really come back with a little tool on uh, 36 uh, three five uh, system monitoring center. It's one of these like 
dashboardy type things for having a look at your system. And I installed it at the time just to think, yeah, I'll have a look. <laughs> but since then, I've been using GNU Parallel for a lot of things. And I wanted to see what my system was going to be looking like. And this has been an invaluable little speedometer dashboard thing. Ah, very it's cool. really, very cool. really cool. It takes a few seconds to install it. And I've used it about five times since since this episode in the future I, feed. Yeah, I also um, installed it and had a go at it. But for, in my case, I didn't find that it helped me. Well, it hasn't helped me yet in comparison to HTOP and BTOP and those sorts of things. But uh, the, the day may well come. Yeah, it's it's nice for just you don't want to be constantly tracking. You just want to see. Okay, I was running maxing up my uh, system running parallel, and then yes, I had the progress bar, but it was just nice to see. Okay, there, what's what's going on and and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, cool. Uh, the stuff evil Steve doesn't want you to know about. This is season one, episode seven. And Lurk and Prion, very good little series here. Yeah, no comments yeah, yeah. on this one. No, 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 that's a shame actually. But I certainly found this really good, and I quite like the uh, the two host type of uh, model um, with the uh, R Brady Frost joining in exactly. The discussion. Yeah. and uh, that that was that was really good. Uh, it uh, it was good before, but it's, I just like to hear the sort of dialogues going on. Yeah, it does give a. Um, does give a little bit of you know, three-dimensionality, I guess. Yes, that's a good way of putting it, yeah. HBR feed to SQLite by Norst. Wow, this is awesome. This is awesome. And you know what? This is awesome. It means that we need to enrich our feed, Dave, with because uh, I really <laughs> would like to have it that everything is yeah, yeah is in uh, the feed. And if, it's, if you're not <laughs> able to create... HBR website from the full RSS feed, then we've done something wrong. <laughs> yes, yes. I think you might be have a few problems with, with some of the bits, might you? The the pictures the pictures are in the feed, yeah they are in the yeah, feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, yeah, you, can, okay, put, you okay. can put pictures in the feed and it's no problem, but uh, yeah. you can also link to them. I mean I Yes, 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 yes. We don't need to be that... pedantic about it, but no, no. Uh, things like uh, the tags and stuff, we should have that in the feed as well. Yeah, as the tag a... should be there, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. would need to extend it, but I'm sure there's something in the Atom specification that would allow us to do that. Yeah, cool. cool. The tags are on the Internet Archive, by the way, as you yeah. well know, but just in case yeah. other people didn't know. And you can use them for searching for shows quite nicely on there. Better than yeah. we can do without JavaScript. Exactly, and even without even with JavaScript, what's the point? <laughs> the tags themselves are for other sites to index our stuff, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas the series and hosts are to provide context for and navigation for the website. That's that is the difference between the two tags. One doesn't replace the other. They're both doing two different jobs. Mm-hmm. So, can uh, follow said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Daily database dump in SQL format, hackerpublicradio.org forward slash HPR forward slash dot SQL. So hackerpublicradio.org forward slash HPR dot SQL. Run a cron job every day and pull that down and you've got the HPR database without the comments and without the reservations. You're never going to get the reservations. We will publish the schema, but there is no point. Uh, you know, it's got 
people's personal IP address in there and all sorts of crap. So we don't want to do that. And the comments, we will do that later because it's I'm looking for a PHP expert to audit the code. That code's a lot newer and that's entirely mine. So uh, any any problems, I'm happy to own them. Mm-hmm. Cool. But back to this episode, this was awesome. I really, I really like this. And uh, I would like... Norris has another one coming up, so let's uh, reserve further comment until we get to that one. Yep, good, good, good. Well, yeah, great, very enterprising on his behalf. It's a, yeah, it's an impressive thing to do. So, yeah, fantastic. Yes, least least points being handed out here, left and right, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, following day, I posted the show on um, on some phone issues I had. I'd been using uh, Primitive FTPD and then it stopped all of a sudden. So I looked for an alternative and found a far better alternative in uh, in the form of simple SSHD. It's on F-Troid. Perfect little tool. Yeah, it looks really cool. I don't know why I want it at the moment. <laughs> but it's because, always good to know when I do. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. Android lies to you if you plug it in Everything it does is lying to you. The only time it doesn't lie to you is when you're in uh, ADB, Android Debugging Bridges route. Every other time it's lying to you. This is the closest thing to not lying to you about the file system that you can get. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it means then you can can just mount your uh, your phone as an SSHFTP. SSHFT. SSHFS, sorry. You can mount yes. it as an SS- yes. SSHFS and you can just copy files over or sync files over and you don't have any of this crap that, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, it's got some on the SD card and some on the internal one, but they're all symlinked and the change on right, blah, blah, blah. So it's yeah, yeah. just clean. I do, I do transfer stuff. I use uh, uh, KDE Connect for doing it, but, but that's all I really want to do. I just want to pull photos off it and uh, and that type of thing. Um, yeah. And, you know, you can set that, that up so it always drops in the same place on the target machine and all that sort of thing. But, yes, I do take your point that, that, that that's, that's, that's still at that level of, uh, you know, you can't look under here. No, no, don't lift that corner of the carpet. No. Yeah. And stuff like that. It, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, the reason I, I use it so often is that I have my phone on the Wi-Fi network and then uh, I am myself on the wired network and the Wi-Fi network cannot get to the wired network. So oh, right. All oh, right, okay. KD Connect doesn't work for me. Never thought to do that. That would really mess up my family. Yeah, I have to try. Yeah. <laughs> Linux in-laws, the job interview with Chris Jenkins from Confluent. And we have no comments about this. But this is about Kafka. Very, very enjoyable show. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we use Kafka at work a lot, mm. and I completely missed the overall helicopter view, you know, the configuration and all the rest of that, but the whole helicopter view of it really helped. The show really helped just to get an idea of where they're coming from, what the differences is, how it differs from a regular database, why you would want to use it. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant episode. Anyone mm-hmm. thinking of using Kafka or, you know, Thinking of other databases, this is, he very clearly explains to you the reasons why you would use a, 
um, uh, NoSQL or relation, relational database, etc. That is all. Yeah, I found it most interesting too. I, they're almost tempted to. I'm rebuilding my uh, Pi f- uh, 4Bs at the moment and wondering whether to put it on there because it, uh, it effectively it's an event streaming tool, isn't it? Um, so you can you can events can be triggered to it or a definition of events. I'm not quite sure how you do that, but I've worked in other systems that do similar things. But it can also send stuff out as MQTT if, it, if, if you configure it that way. So I'm wondering if that could be a useful component in an IoT style of setup. And I look forward to hearing the show as ever. If I ever get to it, yes, certainly. On the list. Uh, I also You can also slap a uh, SQL front end to it as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, must dig in, dig deeper. That would sound very interesting. And the next one, expert uh, DIR usage by Ahuka. I have to. I know you do, haven't used. Uh, you're not coming from that branch. You're a true Unixy guy. Um, speaking of which, I'm listening to the New Year show and I'm hearing you talking about Vax systems, and I've <laughs> already added a few lines to my. Uh, Get Dave to do a show, to do a show about this, but <laughs> yeah, back to Hauka. This is well, uh, this is good. We just, have a similar background. Just in uh, digression, there, um, I was uh, moving things around in my attic, and I found a big pile of uh, uh, Vax, um, well, VMS manuals. I think they date from the Alpha years rather than the VMS, uh, the the, uh, uh, the Vax years, and uh, so. I'm not sure what they are, but uh, I, <laughs> I think I'm going to bring them downstairs and have a good look at them because yep. there might be some some gems there. Because the way that uh, VMS did things was weird and clunky in some respects, but really clever in others. And yeah, a lot yeah, of the yeah. a lot of the, those people left digital and went to work for Microsoft and made a various Windows versions based on what they knew from VMS. So um, there you go. Cool. The next day, turntail, Turntable Audio Capture Part 2 by Archer72, a revised previous capture scripts. And this, my friends, is the black bush of shows because this is exactly what I am needing. Whenever all this other crap is done, I still have an R a whole box of tapes and stuff to be archived this shall help mm, this shall yeah, help yeah. language yeah. not correct syntax error line 10 this will help <laughs> yeah we know we know what you mean <laughs> yes no it's good um uh, i just you do do some does some amazing stuff i'm really impressed with, with the, how he puts together this type of thing and he's got the pictures down to <laughs> uh, to, yeah. uh, to an art form now, I think. So very good. Yes, everything you need. You can actually just listen to the, you know, browse the pictures, which I invariably forget to extract. And then, why does this look so crap? <laughs> ah, I haven't extracted all the pictures. But anyway, <laughs> there you go. Very cool. But yes, very, very good. Um, following day, we had an interview with Vi. Vitali, I think the Ukrainian. Vitali, yes. Yeah, I think so. Another one of 
operators, uh, I think, uh, operators cohorts back in the uh, ethical hacking um, pen testing, pen testing, and the like. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, pen testing. Yes. That's what we're calling it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this indeed. I enjoyed. This is good. This was oh, wow. This was amazing. I mentioned this to my son. Suggested he have a have a wee listen to it because he's not that he's in the security end of things, but he now works for a big big company that uh, probably will do pen testing from time to time, and uh, he might find this quite uh, an insight into into that world. So yeah, I, I found this utterly fascinating. Um, so yeah, thank you very much, operator, for such a thing. Kevin O'Brien says in the comments, great show. I hope you guys do more shows together. This was a lot of fun. And thanks for the shout out. But did you record this a long time ago? You mentioned shows I did back in 2019, 2020. I think um, uh, uh, operator says this is a lost interview I never uploaded. So I assume that means he'd, he found yeah, exactly. it on some, <laughs> in some corner or other. So, yeah, it, it does look like it's an older one. But this is HBR. Time has a different meaning here. But it, it didn't detract from its quality at all. Absolutely not. No. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> um, we had been RC, my computing history and the software I use. And we have lots of comments. First, Archer72, first shows the title. That was a good first show. I'd like to hear more about C programming, which I know nothing about. Also, I think you will have another friend here who likes BSDs. Audio is just fine. Keep it up, smiley face. And Norris and I'll says... Do, uh, oh. Norris. Oh, plan okay, nine. Plan nine. They say some interesting future shows. Hopefully you will do a show on your experience about plan nine. I'd forgotten I'd commented on this one. Um, I said just an excellent... <laughs> yeah, I realised that as you were, as I was just about to start the uh, the Norris one. Um, I said an excellent first show. I enjoyed this a lot. It sounded really good and had a lot of interesting content. I'd like to hear more about modern BSD. I used to use proprietary Unixes back, based on BSD back in the day. For example, Sunos on Suns, not much. Deck Ultrix on Deck MIPS systems, Deck Station, Deck Server, daily for several years and OSF1 AXP and later True64 Unix on deck alphas a little. So when I moved to Linux at work and at home, so I'm out of touch with the way BSD has developed. And Brian in Ohio said, future show. I vote for Plan 9. Do you know what I love is that the community is now doing my job for me, you know, listening to the shows and then going, hey, I want to know the show. Well, like this. Excellent. <laughs> feel, feel free to do this, people. Yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely, and it's also good feedback for the for the host that uh, you know people yeah. are listening, people are interested, people want more. So, what could be better all around? And it it gets over this. Oh, people won't be interested in a show about blah, you know. And I think the 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 game is up, Dave. As far as we're concerned, people know that we'll just say yes, we'd love a show about blah. <laughs> 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 but these these are real requests, not not the... these are real requests. They're not just Ken and Dave requests. Uh huh, uh huh. That's the way. Now another new host came in, uh, Celeste, I believe. Pinball That's... machine repairs, and there was a guy in work uh, who's uh, contractor who's temporarily not in work anymore. Has 
huge hobby of repairing pinball machines. So I was very interested in this show. And Sorry. Archer72 says... Is it mine or yours? I think it's actually mine because you did. Okay, go. Uh, yeah, the last one. Go, 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 go. Archer seventy two says pinball machines and English. That was interesting. I remember working at a place that assembled the lighting backplanes for these machines. I would get to play on the machines at lunch. Two of the memorable ones were Star Wars, the Adam families, and Last Action Hero. Oh, and your English is just fine. You might find Dave Morris's series on the English idiosyncrasies a good listen, starting with, and he refers to show 2558, Badly with English, part one. So thank you very much, Archer72, for, for <laughs> the citation. And I would say, don't. <laughs> of course you would. You probably don't, spell that wrong. That's a rabbit hole. You don't want to go down. Your English is fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. They, they, I don't think it's a... English is a weird language, and a, that's one of the things I'm trying to convey, you know, that uh, it, it's got some very strange uh, things in it, which which are quite hard if you're not learning it as a child, you know. Absolutely. Trey says, welcome. This pinball repair project sounds like so much fun. Thank you for sharing your experiences, and I'm looking forward to your next podcast. So you have to do a new podcast now. Uh, also, Please don't worry about the pronunciation of English word. It was easy to understand everything you said. I listened at 1.5 speed. Welcome. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Brian in Ohio says soundscape. You could do a show recording the sound playing the pinball machine. Eliminates the no time to do a show problem. I assume you have time to play. Smiley face. And I support that. That's a brilliant idea. Thanks, Brian. Uh, yeah, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, I would enjoy listening to that. And Yeroon uh, came in with a how to set up a Linux WireGuard VPN, basically reading his own blog, published at the same time. We have no problems with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I, it sailed over my head a teeny bit, and then I saw the blog reference and opened it up. Wow. I, haven't got, I didn't have yeah, time to read it, exactly. but it's, it's really good quality stuff. So, yeah, d- definitely recommend everybody goes and reads that. WireGuard is something I set up once about every 18 months or so, and uh, you know, just enough time to know that I've done it in the past, but also just enough time to have completely forgotten how I did it in the past <laughs> or that the software has so updated so much that it's changed. Oh, yeah. Now, Brian in Ohio, oh, is Ken a little jealous person? Now, I so wanted one of those. Oh, arm slackware fourth, oh my, a description of a laptop and the laptop in question is the Pi Top. I really wanted one of them. Just having a Raspberry Pi with a uh, slide-out keyboard and a screen. Basically everything you want. But they're horrendously expensive. Yeah, yeah. I know, I, I remember seeing them and thinking, nah, not for me. But yeah, really cool machine. I was impressed by the way uh, Brian mastered the one of the shortcomings. Yeah. About the, the, the battery stuff. And he's, he's built in a, an Arduino that, uh, that monitors the, the battery level. So, yeah, wow, very, very impressive. And it goes to show what you can do with such a thing that you can get inside the guts of it as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Brian could very well, uh, now that I know he messes with Arduino, we can expect to, well, I already knew that from the fourth episode. So, yeah, more shows on, on hardware hacking, please. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> no pressure. 
And Ron has been doing some weekend projects. I love this recycling uh, a lawn chair or a, a patio um, umbrella thing broke and he fixed it and it's cool. Yeah, it's a nice solution actually, isn't it? Yeah. I, uh, I think I've used that that um, epoxy impregnated tape to mend a, a leaky uh, pipe at one point in a, yeah. in a flat that I lived in because that used to be a sort of plumbing doodad. It's yeah. a cloth soaked in epoxy. I don't, I'm not quite sure how it, what makes it set, but anyway, whatever. Um, but it's a, it's yeah. What a, what a great idea! I'd have been heading yeah. down the same road of putting a big dowel down there or getting a larger pipe to put around the outside or something like that. But then it wouldn't have gone through the hole. And <laughs> he's found a great solution there. Exactly, just like uh, scrunchies, super useful. <laughs> yes, indeed. And a response to tomorrow's show. God, that was a pain in the arse to do. Yeah, it was about statistics on HPR and uh, my view on how useless they are. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I enjoyed listening to this. It was it was really good. It, well, uh, it, yeah, carry on. No, it's it it sort of needs more study than listening to. Uh, the audio while you're washing up or something but uh, still well worth a a, a dig into I think yeah people the show notes are there the the full text of the show notes and yeah it brings up a little bit of a question is HPR a podcast hosting platform or are we a podcast and what I mean by that is where are we a YouTube where you upload uh, to a particular channel and you build your presence and whatever. And I, I've never thought we were, but, but I, I've been here from the start. So I also don't see why you would think we're that, but uh, we are more like the, what's that, what's that um, radio program on the BBC where a moment of reflection, where a vicar or a, or an imam or a priest or somebody comes on to say our prayer of the day. Thought for the day, is that what Thought for the day. It's yeah. We're more thought for the day. Every day, a new host comes on and gives their thought for the day, be they whatever. That's HPR, except tech. So if yeah. Father, Father Murphy comes on and does a show for... It's not Father Murphy's show, it's Father Murphy on thought for the day. Yes, yes. That, well, I, I think I've been here now for nearly 10 years, um, and uh, I'd used to listen before that, and that was certainly the, the model that I um, read the into into what I was listening to, you know, that um, it is a means whereby people can put up post-its, as it were, virtual post-its, or just generally think, oh. I've uh, just learned this today, I can tell other people about it, and here we go, rather than being a, a vehicle for people to uh, to build their own presences um, on the, the internet. Not that, not that we would, I mean, we don't not do that, Plateau randomly pulse. I still haven't figured out the algorithm 
by which Tattoo puts stuff on HPR versus on GNU World Order. <laughs> um, <laughs> if he's got show notes, he puts them on HPR, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. Yeah. Anyway, there are some comments. Not sure whose uh, turn it is. You're going to do it. <clears throat> yeah, I'll do the first one. Uh, whose turn is it? Oh, I'll, I'll do it. Long time lurker. Known unknowns. This is fascinating, Ken, and as you allude to, it's impossible to factor in people like me who delete some HBR episodes without listening to them. Anything by Tattoo is an instant listen. Anything by Linux in-laws is an instant delete. Ooh, ooh, that hurt. Uh, moving back. The beauty of HBR is the broad selection and unpredictability. I think the spirit of HBR would be destroyed if it were to become a podcast distribution service for podcasters looking to exploit HBR's ready-made audience. Okay. So we have a comment from somebody whose handle is e hyphen slash hyphen y. I'm sure there's something that there that I've missed. Hey, no. Is it? Yeah, it could be a no. Z. Oh, Easy, yeah, right? I, I, my my eyes don't do lead. <laughs> too old. <I'm> too old. <laughs> okay, the font doesn't help, but when you look at the model, <laughs> ah, yeah, 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 yeah. It probably does work in in other fonts, and it also depends on the browser, probably to some extent. Anyway, the the comment was only interviews. I only listen to the interviews. Not sure how Ken is going to factor that into the calculation. Smiley face. No, I'm not doing any more freaking stats. Thank you. Uh, and this is uh, yesterday's show was in response to this show, which was um, Linux in laws, uh, 20 years in review. And they kind of had a, a spoof of um, going back, going forward in time and then back in time. I was a bit annoyed that HBR stops in five years, Dave. Why would that be, do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we must do something about that, mustn't we? Mm, yeah. Yes. Okay, and the last show at the 29th is Major Destinations. Building a plan around major destinations and using membership to get discounted stays. This, I, I think this is a hookah's travel series, obviously, for the RV thing, but I was also listening to this show thinking, yeah, I want to actually make use of um, night trains are being pushed here in Europe as well. Uh Uh, A series of how I basically would like to go with my daughter or whatever around uh, for a few city breaks on night trains, you know, arrive somewhere, uh, sleep during the night, arrive somewhere, spend Mm. the day, get in the train, come back home, that type of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, that's it. What else do we have? That was, uh, yeah, yeah, I was just going to comment on Hooker's show saying that uh, yep. the I hadn't realized that he was towing an RV. I assumed it was one of these sort of long van things because they were the ones I saw most of in Yosemite when I took my kids there. Um, but uh, the Is he? not can. What was that? I didn't think he was towing it. He is. Yeah, he said so. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, it's a tower. He was saying. Uh, when you're towing, you have, you have to restrict yourself to 60 miles an hour, uh, or he oh, does wow. anyway. And he's also talking about going, finding a low bridge and realizing it was a low bridge just as he approached it, stopping and then having to get out of that place, 
um, with a uh, if you're not skilled at, uh, at uh, reversing with the trailer, ah. uh, which I, I certainly wouldn't be. That's not what he said, but I'm just guessing what what, to, what he's saying. Um, <coughs> so, and also his his RV is uh, 13 feet tall. I forget what that is in meters. So it's sorry, a massive sorry, thing. People. <laughs> so yeah, I wonder what it's like in okay, a, in a we heavy crosswind of a, a Zorbi yeah, setup. I'm sorry. Absolutely, absolutely. I'd love to know what it's like in a in a heavy crosswind. Um, you know, yeah, come, exactly. come around the edge of a edge of a hill or something, a mountain, uh, or a cliff, a morsian, and it morsian across canvas is yeah, kind of windy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm fascinated to to know more about this. It's. Uh, Anyway, very interesting series. Yep. Okay, cool. Comments on other shows. Uh, There's one comment on by DNT on uh, using Task Warrior to structurize your work, which was a Yeroon Batten show from 2020. DNT said, I saw your most recent episode and it reminded me of this one. I had heard of Task Warrior many times. In this show, you explained how you can set weights for different attributes out of which the urgency score can, is calculated. By that, you can sort your mess of things you wish you would do. That proved too irresistible <laughs> irresistible to my little brain. I, it really is the one thing that sets it apart. Having succumbed via vendor lock-in at work to a less free and more convenient option, I am not using Task Warrior anymore, but I did for a good while, and I think it is the most impressive to-do list application out there. So thanks for the show. Huh. That's a really good comment. No, no, just- I, 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 I used to use Task Warrior at work for a while, then I stopped when I retired. And listening to Yurin's show, I did plunge back into Task Warrior, but then <laughs> I found a week had gone by and I'd forgotten it. <laughs> I'd actually forgot to yeah. go and... To, so I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it is really a thing that, that sticks with me. But uh, I can see that, uh, that somebody has different different mindset, different approach could, could get a lot out of it. So that's... Really cool. Good comment. So we have a comment from Operator 2 Operator who says, Installer changed. Because you can't install only key without local admin, not even set uh, compact layer equals runners invoker works. And he gives a link to um, a to one of his uh, batch yeah. scripts to uh, presumably get around this. I've not actually looked, to be honest. Yeah. But, uh, Cool. How are we going to tackle the the website thing? Okay, well, I'll, I'll do the, the first one now. And this is in response to uh, a comment. Uh, in any case, I would like about source code for the HPR website. In any case, the quote is, in any case, I would like to be in the loop, some sort of website working group. Uh, could be created to have uh, discussions without filling up the mail list. Good point. We'll move the discussions after the community news so the wider community can have their say. I just started, and then this is uh, Ron's uh, point. I just started the HPR site generator project, which is currently hosted on GitLab and points to a link. I propose to move the general discussion about the HPR website project code 
to the project's issue tracker from an official location is set up. If this is acceptable, please create an issue with the label general discussion, blah, 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 blah. I refer to some form of forum mailing list discussions, but I would like, I don't wish to create too much work for the janitors of an honest host. Okay. You do Chris's response? Chris's, yep. Chris says, I second the above motion. You do Ron's reply, please. Um, Losing track here, I'm sorry. It's okay, I'll do it. Um, anyone else interested? I would be interested in helping develop an upload API. I have uh, contemplated an HPR recording app that would help record, edit, and post the show from your phone or tablet. Also have ideas from a command line script which reads a file that has various upload fields in it and then posts to the website. Uh, from the GNUX install from my GNUX install adventures, I was looking to become more familiar with Scheme and possibly Guile. So starting working on a script to upload the show. Don't have anything worked yet. I will now create a SCM file with various field definitions and writing my show notes. Then I just copy and paste them into the browser input fields. Not that a script program couldn't make the post calls to the same location that the same location that the web form does, but it's easier to parse the response, particularly error responses. Have you got your runes? Uh, yeah, sorry, my uh, I seem to have gone round in a loop, <laughs> but yes, I have. Yes, just my small two cents in this discussion. Maybe Elm is a nice solution, and he refers to a Twitter. Uh, tweet. Okay, cool. And uh, Chris replies, Hi, Ron. Thanks for the seconding this. I've such a script based on Python framework called Selenium, which is an integral part of the in-laws publishing workflow around HPR. The trouble is that it's a pain, a pain to maintain, as, for example, a change to the upload page structure content has the potential to easily break the script. A couple of years back, I came with a high-level design of such an API. I published this on the HPR GitLab instance. Uh, see my previous remarks, but apparently this document has vanished in the midst of time. I haven't heard back from Ken and Dave on my previous email. I'm sure... Uh, I'll see if I can dig this out and share it with you in a more public place and we can take it from there. So um, you said, do you, you want to, is it you next? According yeah. To my thread. Okay. Um, the HPR website has been updated to support emails with no spam dot no spam. So we can release the database easier. This has involved a lot of changes to a lot of the web pages. So uh, it seems if it, while it all seems fine, can you report any issues? Thanks. And that's related to the publishing of the SQL database, which we wanted to do. We didn't want to release the um, emails were stored as regular emails, and now we're storing them instead of joblog.example.com. We're storing them physically. We used to read joblog.example.com, and then when we published it on the website, we published it as joblog.nospam at nospam.example.com. And now we just save it in the database as joblog.nospam at nospam.example.com. And then when we use it, we strip out the things. So that way it's by default safer. Okay. 
unfortunately your next response exactly. is also from you. And it seems to have gone okay. The GetShows page now has a link to the database dump in SQL. So the link is hackerpublicradio.org for slash hpr.sql. I'll start working on the template from Roan's HPR generator uh, next to get the site produced. First, focusing on the static pages uh, not linked to the database. However, don't let that stop you. Uh, have a look at the database and see how you can produce your own mirror, mirror site with the tools of your choice. And then I go on to say, we've held back the comments and reservations table from the database exports for now. Expect the comments to be updated shortly. I'm looking for some trusted experts to audit the PHP code behind the common system. Recommendations are welcome. The reservations table schema will be made public with the reservations with the reservation system, although I doubt that the data will ever be published. Publishing it has no value as the entries are removed once the show is posted and it contains the host's IP address. So, um, Onochromic says, Hi, Ken Stroke Janitors. Any chance to get the old GitLab instance up once again? I suppose if you want to go down the route of Linux in-laws, Series 1, Episode 51, a Git-like structure may come in handy. And I pointed that to Josh, who said, uh, the GitLab server has gone for over a year. Nope, the server is long gone and pointed to a replacement. However, Chris then says, for those interested in processing the possible API as part of the HPR website, you'll find somewhat old proposal and take into account it's a Git T instance, feedback implementations of the current proposal are welcome. In the interest of gauging the actual size of the community for this, I would be interested to see if the hosts uh, reading this uh, actually use some sort of automation workflow for publishing their content to HPR and perhaps uh, might show an interest in such an API project. So, yeah, boiling things down, I guess, the real question that, that we need to have answered is um, if, we, if, there were, if there were to be an API, who would use it? Um, because you got to you got to write code to to use it. You know, it's not just a case of walking up to a form and filling in fields, which, um, as we heard, Rowan does by offering up a window and, and cutting and pasting from one mm-hmm. one to another, um, which is you know which is what I do as well. And you know, it's a pretty convenient way of doing things. So, who would use an API if there was one? That would be the the question to ask. Do you think, Ken? Yeah, that's a, actually a good question. I mean, I um, I design APIs for a living, actually. Well, the designing of APIs is the easy part. It's the whole system behind that that becomes more complex. So I'm not against uh, having an API. We could have a Swagger file, but yeah, is anyone going to use it? I'd, I'd really like to know. Okay, and Dave, rounding off the show, um, some very, very sad news. Um do you want to read it or shall I? Yeah, um, we. I think we both became aware through Twitter and Mastodon uh, of the the recent death of Oliver, normally known as Ollie Clark, who um, has is a, has been quite a, an important person in the in various tech community forums and so on. Um, he certainly. Uh, met, spoke to him at Old Camp, and yeah. I know he's been involved in the bar camps quite a lot, and also in the Raspberry Pi jams as well. So 
he um, he was a, a great enthusiast uh, to to teach all manner of, of stuff. I think the Raspberry Pi Jams was a, was a great vehicle for doing that. And sadly, he died in November last year, um, and it was COVID that uh, that got him. Um, but unfortunately, his family didn't know how to get the message out to the wider community. So they didn't have passwords or anything to to do that. So, uh, so it's it's only come to light his his departure's only come to light in the past few weeks. So, yeah, extremely sad. Actually. Yeah, very. Uh, I, uh, um, I, so I was going to say I collected his Twitter masters on Flickr and website and stuff like that together, just in case anybody wants to. Uh, you know, go and uh, remember him through through such a vehicle. And uh, if we have a call out for how we can pass on our uh, messages of condolence to his family, mm-hmm. um, to me, he was just the backbone of of uh, Odd Camp, always there. And any time I asked for an interview, it was like, you know, he's busy with the soundboard and uh, you know, I owe you a show type thing. So I was shocked to discover I hadn't a, a, an interview with him. But it's always because he was busy helping out and stuff. Mm-hmm. For, yeah, he was always know. deep in, in some some something or other to do with the, with Odd Camp for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and even even pictures of Odd Camp tended to have you know, uh, Dan Lynch. Ollie and some other random person. Les Panda was often there as well. Yeah, very good, Les, or yeah. Popey. Yeah, very sad news. Anyway, tell me about older shows on archive.org, phase two. How are we doing? Oh, it's just a just a, a counter that's incrementing. So I managed to get 145 shows processed um, to the way that we would like them to be since the last community news so it's by just by doing five a day <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So, very there good we go. okay um that's it dave thanks for uh postponing uh the time i'll try and process this now straight away okay. and uh no tune problem. in tomorrow folks for another exciting episode of hacker public radio 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 Listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, you click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons. Attribution 4.0 International License.